This is going to be the episode for Marvel lovers that want to see DC go down in flames. Burn. Yeah. Burn. And Burn. like always, I have my co-host, Trenton Morrow. Yes, sir. Right up. So today, we were, uh, not today, a while ago, actually, we were looking in and we um, noticed that, uh, you had noticed and you had, you had told me that DC's having a fallout. You, I mean, what's going on with that? There's a lot going on at DC currently. I mean, there's even, like, sites currently uh, dedicated to uh, how many days there's been since DC made a stupid decision. But honestly, I think at this point, they can really start counting that down to how many hours it's been since DC made a stupid decision. Um, They're having a whole lot of issues currently with uh, writers and artists um, breaking away from DC and uh, burning bridges, which is a dangerous thing to do as an artist. Very dangerous, especially with... To be honest, in such a competitive world of comic book artists, burning a bridge with the company that's as big as DC is... Yeah, it's it's you know you're killing a lot of work that could be potentially. But the thing is that they don't have a problem with that, and they understand. I know they know their own craft better than I do. Yeah, and they understand what they're doing, but they feel so strongly about what DC is currently doing, which is um, uh, gosh, with this whole new Fifty Two reboot thing, um, what they did is they um restricted themselves uh far too much to certain characters and certain events and such. And while they opened themselves up for more creative writing. And such, um, DC. Uh, a lot of the apparently, a lot of the producers and such are so, um, and a lot of the the co-editors and everything are so uptight about what they want, but they're being really indecisive at the same time. So they're being demanding and controlling, but at the same time being indecisive, which is very difficult yeah. um, for a writer um, to, to to cope with. And right this now, a, this is a very scary time too for that to happen because with all the Marvel coming out. And DC coming out with their movies, this is almost like a, it's, it's not, it's not it's a good a, time for this to be it's happening. It's a hit straight to the knees. Um, yeah, I mean, no, and they they got to compete with them in the cinema, uh, the, the cinema, uh, definitely. But uh, as far as what it's all about, the comics, um, DC is currently having some struggles with um, just keeping it together. I think in general, and again, there's there's certain places you can go to look this stuff up. Um, but I would recommend um, checking out a certain blog that had a pretty good running timeline that he updates regularly. Um, uh, guttersandpanels.com has uh, what he's calling the uh, uh, is a, the DC New 52 timeline of departures, firings, and bridge burnings. So um, I would definitely check that out, guttersandpanels.com. You can find a link to it. And he is giving his best um, attempt at writing out um, a like almost literally a day by day, uh, since 2010, I think, um, account of exactly what DC is doing wrong, which is crazy. Which you know, it's it's kind of recent when it comes down to it, but at the same time, uh, this has been going on for a while. Uh, in this, and I'm not gonna give you the full scope of it because there's a whole lot that I could talk about, and there's some things that may not be um something anybody cares about and there's things that there would be definitely be points given but I couldn't really do one without doing the other uh, to be honest there's so much going on but you know for instance uh, the, you know bridge burning again like I was talking about earlier is one thing but firing on DC's behalf that's another thing yes. completely that's yes. just stupid it is um, and it doesn't make any sense for me because in a world where it's very competitive and you DC and Marvel are at the very top you don't want to be passed by like Dark Horse yeah 
I mean, it's very possible it happened any, too. Any one of these writers could just could just go to Dark Horse and they'd be like, oh, "Welcome." Especially in, with because, a Spawn reboot. Oh, that's de- yeah, definitely. Uh, with that going on, this with is a Spawn reboot. Yeah. That's very, that could be very bad. Yes, this could be damaging to DC in in general. But I mean, it's just you know it's getting out of hand um, to a point where um, the whole New Fifty Two thing. Um, is kind of apparently where a lot of it's starting, and um, I, I honestly so far I've been enjoying a lot of the New Fifty Two uh, writer uh, uh, writers concepts of like origin stories and such. Mm-hmm. I've been enjoying it. I like I love the art that they've got. This whole um, I mean, uh, it's 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 been I've been enjoying it, and I, I'm sorry to see this kind of happening to them. And I'm not giving up on DC just yet. They yeah. can pull through, but it's not looking very good right now. Uh, and recently again. Um, actually, well, not too recently. It's like a week ago or so. Uh, DC um, offered up. I can't remember if the details exactly, but I feel like it was a contest or something. Uh, but in in the end, it was regarding um, people submitting uh, their interpretations um, uh, of certain situations of Harley Quinn um, committing suicide. Uh, well, this is something that kind of cropped up, which is creating a whole lot of controversy. Yeah, which is they uh, artists were supposed to t- depict five different scenes, uh, and I'm going to list a couple of them. Um, you know, scenes uh, for one depicting uh, her. I think was one of them was her standing on top of a building in the middle of a lightning storm, looking sad because she's not getting struck by lightning. A second one included her standing in a chicken suit in the middle of an alligator pit at a zoo. And you're supposed to depict her face sad. The alligators are not um, tearing her to pieces. A uh, third one was, and this one was the most shocking because of how detailed they gave a description of what her face is supposed to be, you know, revealing. I'm not going to go into that, but you can look this up yourself. Again, uh, but the, the picture was her um, naked in a bathtub, very depressed because um, because of all that's going on apparently in her life, and she's pulling the plug. Quite literally, by dumping uh, toasters and blenders alike into the bathtub where she is currently um, residing, and uh, this is—it's getting kind of—that's a really dark thing to do to character. Harley Quinn's she's she's freaking insane, but she's not. She has no reason to kill herself. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, it's so weird. It's so random. The only thing I could think of was like maybe they're trying to put an aspect where like because you can kind of kind of think about it, her life is devoted to the Joker. Yes. And, you know, with the new video games coming out, like the last Batman game where oh, yeah. Joker died. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, but he is back for the new one. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, so, I mean, he didn't really die, but, I mean, unless they're going for that aspect where, like, he's dead and she has nothing to live for. The, the, then Harley Quinn had a very good reason to be committing suicide, but yeah. until that happens in the comics... There's no reason directly, for it. Especially in the New 52 thing, there's no reason for her to be killing herself off no. like this. It's just a dark way for DC to be like, hey guys, you know, what you got for us? Show, which us, is, show us your love for this character by is, killing her. I think her. Like, uh, like over the years, how I can kind of, if I if I was to put a face on all these brands, for Marvel, I'd kind of put like Captain America. Marvel's all up and going and everything's going to be good for the good guys. And then I'd put DC kind of more as like a batman like uh, we're dark and we don't really care about much yeah kinda, that's kind of what's coming out of this currently people die that happens in the avengers you're dead 
But next movie, you're back again. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's hard to kill an Avengers character unless you're like Bucky. Yeah. You know, or someone that's kind of a, you know, uh, kind of either an additive. The supervillains always come back. There's always a way. In the the comics, there's always a way to bring a character back. But, I mean, you got Batman characters like Jason Todd. Yeah. Yeah, he died, but then he came back. You know, that was a messed up thing. Yeah. And it was, he was coming back. It wasn't like a happy, hey, Jason's alive this whole time. Like, he wouldn't be Marvel. It was, Jason's alive, but he is messed up. This mm-hmm. guy is, he's, he's screwed over in the head. There's no way to save him. And it's really, uh, it's really twisted. But I guess if that's what DC's going for, then more power to you. I hope it works out because I hate to see you die as a genre just because you're making a bunch of stupid decisions. Exactly. Currently. Exactly. And, you know, first when you're first... Tell me about this. I kind of thought at first, like, uh, that they were. They, before you told me about the Harvey Quinn thing, I thought that you were going to get ready to say that, you know, that it was kind of. People thought it was dumb that they were going to have people send in stuff to, like, new comic books. And I was thinking, well, that's kind of weird. But then as soon as you started saying that about killing off her, I was like, that's weird. Because one of the goofy things that Marvel's doing is they're having a TV show of comic book artists. It's going to be on sci fi. And they're really? going to have a contest to find a new comic book artist, and they're going <laughs> to—that's cool. The entire thing is they're going to make up their own storylines to every everything. Oh, like gosh. they're going to make up their own characters. That's great. You know, if I was confident enough, I would go for something like that. Um, currently, yeah. currently in the writing of two of my own graphic novels, but uh, nothing that's like you know worthy of like Marvel kind of yeah. like, you know stats. It's just kind of that's a really cool concept for a show. You didn't heard about that? No, I hadn't. No, yeah, I, I, ju- I actually I just, just saw the commercial not too long ago for okay. it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's something to look into. We can, you know, get some updates about that as that comes to yeah, fruition. Another uh, thing we wanted to talk about. Um, what did that pan up to? The Stargate. Oh, yeah. That's right. Um, Stargate. Uh, for those of you who are if either fans of Stargate SG-1, the TV show, or which most of these are also the Sci-Fi Network, or you are fans of uh, Stargate Atlantis or Stargate Universe, uh, Roland Emmerich. The original uh, director uh, uh, for the uh, Stargate feature film from the 80s of Kurt Russell and uh, and all those cats, uh, he wants to do a reboot of the film. Um, he has been talking to MGM, who still holds the rights, and he was saying, you know, because originally there were actually original Stargate movie was supposed to be put into a trilogy. Uh, I can't find anything as to why that didn't work out. We can chalk it up to money. At this point, um, but he, considering the success of the three different shows um, that branched off from the one movie, you know they're thinking it'd be a good idea to do a Stargate reboot in this form, in this time in the form of a trilogy. Uh, so not a whole lot on that. That's literally all I have. Just uh, Willem Demerick, um has been talking to MGM. He says it's very likely that there will be a Stargate reboot, which will not again. It won't have the original cast either from the TV show or from the movies. Both are outdated and uh, generally getting a little bit old and, uh, and such. So it'll be completely different actors, but same concept. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Stargate is basically an inter, um, inter-universal portal, which uses wormholes to travel between distances, uh, galaxies even. And it's a really cool uh, series. I would suggest checking it out if you can. Um, you know, as a TV show, I grew up with it and I loved it. And the I, movie, the original movie, the original I actually movie liked. It was really enjoyable. Yeah. I think it's a concept because I you know, watched it when I was really young. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, as far as '80s movies go for sci-fi stuff, you can find a lot of cool things out there. But yeah, this was yeah. one of my favorites, just because yeah. it was such. It was like a very. Here's what's happening. Here's the dangers. It didn't go too much into alien stuff. It was kind of more like um, here's humans in the uh, the, in the galaxy. 
how can we solve their problems? Yeah, exactly. And that's what the TV show kind of branched into is you know other worlds and solving problems. For me, it, it was kind of almost like a CSI Miami meets Star Trek. Yeah, like, I mean <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Kind of all into one. Yeah, but I mean, uh, if if you love movies about America going gung ho and fighting aliens and trying to correct, you know, being America. being <laughs> being polices of the world, then you should see them being polices of the universe as they go about uh, saving, yeah. solving problems through our Stargate and inter, you know, Judge Dredd on steroids. <laughs> you know, it's basically what we're getting into at this point. But yes, that is a prospected. Um, uh, find in this uh, this the, the movie and cinema world is uh, sometimes it's just rumors and sometimes you uh, you get what you wish for. Currently, I'm looking forward to a Stargate reboot. I hope it comes out in a trilogy form. I'd like to see what they do with it. And that's honestly about um, all I had on that. Yeah, I mean, it would be it's a great a trilogy. Lot. Yeah, there's not a whole lot out yet on it. No. Just so uh, I mean, last episode we had talked about. Spider-Man versus Batman. Oh yes, as a as a, uh, a death battle. And honestly, I didn't really think about it a whole lot uh, this this past bit. Um, Spider-Man versus Batman. That's a difficult one too, you know, because you're throwing like Batman like this big guy, and mm-hmm. you got Spider-Man who's, you know, uh, as far as movies go, is just kind of up and coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, but um, gosh, what would you say on that? Did you? Would you I would actually give it to Spider-Man. Thing? Yeah. I think I'll chalk it up there too. Yeah. Which is weird because Batman is a very strong individual mentally and physically. No, no, no. I'd actually give it to Batman. Would you? I okay, just thought it's up in my head. This is going to be interesting. And I'd have to give it to him. I'd have to hear your side. Maybe you might change my opinion too because right now I'm just thinking, okay, again, you've got gadgets and that kind of stuff, which is great. Batman's quick and everything. A vast virus database has been updated. But. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I hesitated there. Um. But Spider-Man has got the supernatural side for him with the whole spider powers and his webs and everything, which is is a a gadget as well. But I would definitely think that, um, oh gosh, uh, in the end, Spider-Man is a lot quicker than Batman because that's part of his reflexes. Yeah. Is he able to move around the city and to run from Batman? Yeah, I mean, like, they both meet up. But see, this is what I was was going at with, with this one, of why I think Batman win this one. Yes, Spider-Man is strong. You know, kind of superhuman yeah. strength, and he has webs. Batman's suit, okay? And if we're just going classic Batman, yeah, Batman, I feel, would win because he would web him up. It'd be useless. His webbing would literally be useless because he's wearing a suit of blades. <laughs> he, he'd be able to cut himself out is what I'm saying. He just flexes, flexes his wrists and some blades pop out of his elbows that he didn't even know Because well, you know how Batman has like... He's, he's, the, what are those called? Shark fins. Yeah, whatever you want to call them. And on his side, he'd be able to rip right out of them. And a lot of people say he wouldn't be able to hit him with a battering due to the spider sense. Well, you know what he could do? Batman has gadgets, right? And he easily has a gadget that will mess up sonar. That's true. Like sonar altering. So if he could throw that down, mess him up, Spider-Man, he 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 wouldn't be able to gauge when he's. That's one of the huge things Spider-Man has: a spider sense. So he's so hard to hit. You gotta think think of this. Yeah, Spider-Man is hard to hit. Batman is the only person in the whole DC universe that I know of that has ever been able to not get hit by Darkseid's laser eyes. Oh yeah, that's true. 
He's been able. To, so I mean, he's quick, and yes. Batman is fast. I was just giving Spider Man because he's faster slightly, just because he's you know part of the spider aspect, mm-hmm. his speed and agility. But I can see that as you know, because Batman also he doesn't rely just on one guy at a time. He's often using two. One's the distraction method, and second one is like a you know ring him in kind of yeah technique. And yeah, I could I could see Batman actually taking it. I was going to say Spider Man just because you know he's got superhuman strength. And I was thinking, yeah, you can just cocoon him up in web, and then what do you got? You just got a guy who's got a cape just tied up, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, at the same time, Batman breaks out of there. That's like, Spider-Man's only gimmick, and he's not going to fall off a sentry twice because part of Batman's thing is being able to uh, read a situation and be able to work his way around it without yeah. getting caught in the same trap twice. So yeah, I would actually. I'm sorry, I even said Spider-Man in the first place. Now <laughs> thinking about it, that was really dumb. Uh, Spider- uh, Spider-Man definitely would be. Overcome by and that, and Spider-Man's rash moves. And yeah, he just cocky. He doesn't, really, he doesn't really think of any of his moves. He just kind of just he's kind of just goes for the gusts. Yeah, it's mostly just luck. I he's think, a, a lot he's of a in comes the moment to. fighter. I feel. Yeah, because he relies so much on the spider sense. But if you can overcome that, you know, all you got is just a, a kid who you know knows a couple of tricks. Yeah. And well, you know, there's the old Spider-Man too. He's got you know his techniques. He can you know there was literally like. A, I think it was in the first or second issue or something like that. It was like a list of all the things Spider-Man can do with his webs. And he had yeah. like shields oh, and yeah. like wings yeah, he could yeah. make. And he had like all these weird things you could do with his spider webs. But none of that really holds up to the fact that Batman's probably, probably even carrying around spider-repellent bat spray. So yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out right there. This pro- he's got, you know, because Spider-Man is, is super strength, but he's still susceptible to things like smoke bombs and oh, yeah. uh, gas bombs. So if, you know, Batman wanted to knock him out, you know, nothing's really stopping him. Yeah, for real. So yeah, I mean, Batman, it is. Okay. You go has you know, you guys can go ahead and email me and who you you think would win. Uh, you know, the email is always as always is in the description. You can go ahead and write about it on the Dogcast page. You can follow us both on Twitter. Mine is uh, Big Dog J Lamp, and I am Tomorrow One Eight Two. Death battle for today. What do you think? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and oh gosh, we already used mine not too long ago. I think at least we we used one of my characters that I because I don't come up with these very often. I'm not good at the whole death battle. Because sizing things up, I think is a skill to understand both of their weaknesses and strengths at the same time, which you do really well. So mm-hmm. I normally don't think about it, but I, I one of my that I suggested involved Nightwing, but we used him against Daredevil. Uh, yeah, like uh, not too long ago. So, uh, but you know, okay, here's the thing. You, you can see, look at you. For those of you, obviously you can't see, but Josh is looking intently. He's thinking, and he's going to come up with something really brilliant. It doesn't take him long, but this is this is a really cool thing because I, you know, a few people can actually understand a character well enough to pit him up against somebody who is equally understood and um, equipped. So I feel like this kind of stuff is needs to be. Okay, here it is. There's the look. So a lot of the things that we don't have, we've only had one death battle where it's a pure woman battle. Oh, here we go. Right? These are fun. Okay, so here's another one. This is for all the female listeners out there. Who would win in a battle? Wonder Woman or Captain or uh, Miss Marvel? You know, it's not just for the female viewers, you know. It's for everybody. But well, yeah, it, it is, it, but I'm saying it's, yeah. yeah. For, for those of you who are, who are like the, the, the female like heroine kind of stuff, Yeah. This is these are really cool, I think, because a lot of the, you know, Obviously, males take up the majority of the superhero market, but when the females come in, they they come in hard. Yeah, they do. You know, so especially with Miss Marvel. Yeah. So you have Miss Marvel versus who now? Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. This is again very evenly matched up as mm-hmm. always. Because okay. Wonder Woman, she could fly. 
Mm-hmm. Mrs. Mrs. Marvel, she can fly. You know, it's just it's really just gonna come down to uh, I don't know, just strengths, I guess, powers. And you guys can go <laughs> ahead and think about that for the next cast. Go ahead and shout us out. And uh, yeah, that's the cast. Oh, <laughs>